0: Hello, 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 hello. It is Thursday, Old Testament Thursday, and we are coming to you deep from the bowels of the Barksdale Communication Complex. We are happy to have our studio audience here. That does not exist. You may notice we got the camera stationed a little bit differently. Uh, I got a little wider view, but I don't have to move the camera around. It's not in the way. It's set back against the wall. So that's a little better. And I'll try to look at you, even though you're far away now. But uh, I'll try to keep looking at you. Nancy, I I promise I'll try. And uh, so uh, we're just glad that you're here. And we are coming to you, as I said, deep from the bowels of the Barksdale Communication Complex. I am Pastor Jeff Barksdale. This is Wake Up to the word and uh we are um went over uh what's my number uh 1200 headed to 1300 uh plays um in seven countries we are being heard we're so thankful to you for sharing it and listening and commenting and uh we're just so glad that you're here and uh uh, we try to go. We're going through the Bible chronologically. You have your Bible reading plan that you can get for yourself at wakeuptotheword.org, or go to lifecoastchurch.org and go under growth, and you can find the uh, Wake Up to the Word. We are nearly gotten all of our episodes up on YouTube as well, so you can go to YouTube to the Wake Up to the Word. And, and subscribe there, and you can watch there or on Spotify where we upload as well. So you can watch in both venues on Spotify or on YouTube. And we'd love to hear from you. So just either comment or add in and see. Uh, we got uh, fifty episodes uploaded uh, onto YouTube, and uh, we will try and catch up this week or next week, and then we will be everything will be the same in both. Uh, both venues in both um, uh, Spotify as well as in uh, YouTube. So um, uh, they're getting views in both venues and uh, it's really exciting and I'm very, very uh, happy to to do this. I'm already thinking ahead of when we read through the Bible, starting of what's next. And so we're planning in that area, in Arena, uh, but we are uh, just about halfway through this quarter's reading plan, and um, and as I said, uh, my computer, I lost the remainder of the reading plan, so I have to put that back together before uh, the end of September uh, for the for the last quarter, so we, we can keep going, so um, uh, I, I have all the information, it's just putting it into the format, putting it uh, onto the doc, I, I've recreated my master doc already, and we're getting there, so um, just hate to have redundant work, I just, uh, I lost it, I can't find it, it's gone, I don't know where it is, and uh, hopefully... Um, we can recreate it or find it. Uh, finding it would be much better. So, here we go. Let's uh, get into the word here. Let's, uh, Let's get ready to rumble! That's only... Uh, sounds like it's coming out of just one ear on my thing. So, we're getting ready to rumble. We're going to get into the word. We are judges. Judges. Five through 12 today. There is a lot going on in Judges 5 through 12. Oh, Coffee of the Week, Folgers Classic. Folgers Classic, sorry about that. Drip Coffee, Folgers Classic, and it's pretty good. I actually have a a combo creamer in there. I have what was left of the uh, sugar-free coconut cream and what was left of the sugared uh, French vanilla. So I'm kind of half-wired. (laughs) <laughs> if you haven't noticed, and this is not my first cup of coffee, in case you're wondering, so it is good, though, Folgers Classic Roast, um, pod, in the pod, so, okay, here we go, um, we got the Song of Deborah and Barack, name sounds familiar, right, this is where our, uh, former president, uh, got his name, um, but you notice that as it as it reads through, you may have picked up... In Chapter 5 is the whole song of Deborah and Barak. That's all of chapter 5. It just talks about... Uh, um, as we're in the time of Judges, it talks about Israel going through this time and what's going on. And notice that it says in verse 8, When new gods were chosen, new Elohim. So they chose new gods. And, and, uh, and then again, if you get in verse 20, it says, From the heavens the stars fought... And stars, we can go all the way back to uh, to uh, Job and to in the Psalms with with the stars um, sang uh, during creation. So this is a reference to those heavenly beings, those uh, uh, heavenly divine beings um, in, in a generic form. So whether we're talking about angels or Elohim is it. It could be all or just some because it's uh, yeah, stars is that generic, but there's a battle going on while Israel is battling, and you kind of conf- infer through the song because it's poetic, it's a little, little tough to thread through. Um, you can infer that these gods, as we've learned as going through scripture, is that uh, these gods, little g, little Elohim. Are, are uh, divine beings as well, and they are battling and pointing people away from Yahweh, Almighty God, and uh, the Creator. And so there's battles going on between these divine beings. This seems to also the heaven uh, from heaven, the stars fought from their courses, they fought against Sisera. Sisera was the a king. Um, At that time, but obviously under the influence. If you go back to the gods that they chose, little G, Elohim. So then we get into six, and we got Midian oppresses Israel, um, and uh, the people of Israel. You got right there, six verse one, and you keep seeing this, and uh, it's it's no wonder God's anger came up against the people of Israel. Did what was evil. In the sight of the Lord, and the Lord gave them into the hands of Midian for seven years. And so there's, there's, they they keep turning away from God, and uh, they get down to verse eight of six. It says the Lord sent a prophet to the people of Israel, and now we're gonna we're gonna get introduced to Gideon. I am the Lord your God. You shall not. This is sorry. This is verse ten. I am the Lord your God, and you shall not fear the gods, little G of the Amorites, the Elohim of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but you have not obeyed my voice. And now, as we come to verse 11 of chapter 6, Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth at at Ophrah. And uh, the angel of Yahweh, the messenger of Yahweh. And so... This uh, is one of those appearances where um, this is uh, the the other Yahweh that they knew of in the Old Testament. And, and um, we've talked about this before. I, I'll just reiterate it just for those who might be joining us anew. People say that the Trinity is foreign to the Old Testament. It is not foreign to the Old Testament because... At the very least, they understood a binary nature of God, a, a the other Yahweh, the, the, the uh, almighty Yahweh in heaven, the holiness, the father. And they also knew this other Yahweh, this angel of the Lord, this angel of Yahweh, who appeared to them, who appeared to prophets, who appeared to judges in this time. They understood that these had distinction. These were not this was god but not god it was it was the god who was here on earth but it was not the god the holiness uh in heaven the father and so they understood that and and you'll see this throughout and as we've talked about um the new testament helps us understand some of the terminology used there whether it is um uh The angel of the Lord, whether it is the word of the Lord, whether it is the name of the Lord, that all these terms are used uh, to describe this other Yahweh that appears to the people of Israel. And and so this they at least understood this binary nature, and then as you throw in the Holy Spirit, which they talk about and they 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 recognize whether they recognized it as uh, part of the Godhead or not, we we do come to realize that within the New Testament. So uh th- there is this uh inference of a binary God, uh Godhead, and also the understanding of the Holy Spirit that's part of this, but 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 not quite a full understanding of the connectivity. So there's definitely an understanding of of, of a God that has multiple manifestations. And so that is what they understood. And so when people tell you there, there's no understanding of this, this uh, multi-person uh, God in the Old Testament, that's just not true. And when you read it with ancient Hebrew eyes, you see it again and again and again. And it's hard to unsee it once you see it once, and you recognize the terminology, you start to recognize it more. So, uh, as we go through here, we understand in verse six. We see in verse six, uh, verse twelve, uh, verse twelve of chapter six. And the Lord, uh, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, "The Lord is with you, Yahweh is with you, O mighty man of valor." And Gideon said to him, "Please, my lord, if the Lord, now that's uh, cap." Uh, small lord as in respect sir and it, and if the lord yahweh is with us why then has all this happened to us this is a very common question if god exists why do all these bad things happen and it's because of our our sin because of their sin because of our sin because of the curse of sin uh, all these things are taking place and god does interact but ultimately his plan, his ultimate plan, will be fulfilled and and so he'll interact to fulfill his plan, but he also lets the consequences of sin work their course uh, within his plan. So I know that's sometimes a little hard to wrap our brains around. Got that question yesterday at, at uh, word on Wednesday. Uh, Gideon at first doesn't seem to realize that he's speaking to Christ. He's speaking to the second Yahweh, but he does figure it out as the chapter goes on. And uh, and he seems to um, get it as this Yahweh says to him in verse 16. And the Lord said to him, but I will be with you and you shall strike the Midianites as one man. And he said to him, "If now I have found favor in your eyes, see, he's figured it out. That's seventeen. Show me a sign that it is you who speaks with who speak with me. Please do not depart from here until I come to you and bring out my present and set it before you." And he said, "I will stay till you return." So at first he doesn't know uh, who he's talking to, and then he figures it out, and he wants to give a, an offering. He wants to give a gift. Um, so, um, that brings us down to the end of chapter 6, where Gideon destroys the altar of Baal. And uh, this sets into effect um, some interesting things. Uh, as We get to 28, when the men of the town, uh, he, he destroys the altar of Baal and Asherah beside it. And then it says, Then when the men of the town uh, rose early in the morning, behold, the altar of Baal was Broken down, and the Asherah beside it was cut down, and the second bull was offered on the altar that had been built. So they come out, and this is this is destroyed. And um, I was wondering myself, what is the uh, Asherah as compared to uh, the altar of Baal? And the Asherah, I'm going to cough. The Asherah is was actually a grove a uh, a a garden type grove that's uh beside and or around uh the altar it was built for to to uh um complement and have a nice place for the altar so uh and and this just goes to connect with places of worship mountains and gardens okay it's a garden around the altar of baal uh, Satan wants to mimic exactly what God does. God created Eden, a mountain garden, a sacred space that was a mountain garden. It was high on a hill, and uh, Eden was that 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 space where the divine council came and where uh, Adam and Eve were invited in to be part of that, and that's why they were cast out because they introduced sin. Into this divine space. So they were cast out. Because they couldn't stay there. So now. We have this. This mock Eden. This mock sacred space. And so. Gideon comes in and destroys it. And. uh, And now the people are so upset. That they want to. Kill Gideon. And so. But his father says, well why don't you let why don't you let Baal take care of it himself? If he doesn't take care of Gideon, then you'll know that, that your God is not real. And so uh obviously uh they said let Baal contend with him. That didn't happen. And they followed Gideon as the judge and Gideon in the next section uh in uh, 36 starting at 36 uh, this is where when you hear the term laying out a fleece for god this is that section of scripture 36 through 40 where gideon lays out a fleece he says if you will save israel by my hand as you have said behold i am laying a fleece of wool on the threshing floor, if there is dew on the fleece alone, and it is dry on all the ground, then I shall know that you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said. So so that happens, exactly how he asked God. And then he's like, okay, give me one more. One, don't get angry with me. I, 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 that could have been an accident. He says, now we'll do it the other way. And if there's dew all over the ground, but not in the fleece, Next day, then I'll know. And so he, that happened. And this is where we get the, the term uh, putting out a fleece, is that, God, if you, if you want this to happen, or if you want me to do this, or you want me to do that, then show me by doing this, that that is the, the way to go. And I've heard of several people that have done that, and God has done some amazing things in those. And you can't do something that is natural in the natural you have to do something that is beyond the natural or extended natural. It doesn't even necessarily have to be completely supernatural. Uh, um, back in the day, heard this story as told by Pastor Holly at Life Coast. Uh, should we? Should they go and plant a church? Should Should this happen? And uh, she lays out a fleece, and her fleece was. If God, if you're telling us to move, have a bird fly by the window. And psh, the bird flew right by the window right at that right at that moment. And she said, well, there's birds all around here. So that could have happened at, at any time. Uh, God, if you really want us to leave, let something drop and fall. And something dropped and fell in her house uh, right in that moment. So it was uh, uh, those kinds of things. Was, those things do happen in the natural, but not in the exact moment, in the exact way That you wanted, just like Gideon, the things that he asked for were natural occurrences, but they happened in an unnatural way, and exactly how he uh, explained it. The Bible also says, you know, don't put God to the test. And so, uh, how do you balance these things out? This this is less of a test and more of a confirmation request. So it's not testing God in that uh, you put yourself in harm's way, and so so God. Uh, you're expecting God to rescue you because chances are you ain't going to get rescued. But, the, and that was the context of that when Satan told Jesus to hurl yourself down, the angels will come and get you. You shall shall not put God to the test. The test was putting yourself in harm's way, expecting God to rescue you. So um, that's what that's all about. That's the distinction there. I got a little bunny trail going on there, huh? So, uh, you know... Maybe we need to kind of get back to uh what we're, what we're doing um seven Gideon's three hundred men he gets his army defeats Midian uh uh and Gideon if we got get through eight and Gideon uh there was rest in the land for forty years under Gideon, and uh, he was called uh Jerobelum, uh because of his defeating of Baal. And that's when he started being called Jeroboam, which means let Baal contend against him. And they kept calling him that for quite some time. And then you get down to uh, chapter 8 towards the end. And uh, it says he has 70 sons because he had many wives and concubine. And he had uh, a son through a concubine called Abimelech. Abimelech steps up to uh, to be uh, king. But in verse 33 of chapter 8, he said, As soon as Gideon died, the people of Israel Turned again and hoard after Baals and made Baal Barith their god Elohim little g um this uh Baal Barith is a philistine god Baal was that god of the Midians and uh just see what happens here. When when you don't put yourself into a position of accountability, these people had a position of accountability because God was leading them through Gideon. He was a leader, he was a judge, and uh and and as soon as he died, they went right back to doing what they were doing, worshiping false gods. This says whoring after. I mean it was like a lust that they had to to go and do the things. Uh, the worship style of baal which was which was all uh based around sexual worship and things like that, so uh try not to get too graphic here because uh we do click this as uh a podcast that anyone can listen to so um but that's what the worship was of these false gods and and you understand what this turning away from God is. When you see the uh the uh the the sexual sins that occur when people turn away from what God's best is within that part of uh the human function and uh and and so you know what's wrong and what's right and what's chasing after uh false gods what's chasing after uh those rebelling um beings that that are trying to draw people away from God and towards their own uh, lusts and desires, human desires and uh, away from God. And you see what happens here. As soon as the accountability is gone, as soon as people leave the fellowship of the faith, as soon as they step away for any length of time, boom, they go right back to the old. Why? Because they're not engaged in the fellowship with both the Holy Spirit through God's people, through prayer, through the word, they get away from those things and they go right Back to their sin nature, which has a power that will draw people away. So, this is a continuing cycle in Israel. Uh, Bimelech's uh, conspiracy; they they uh, made Bimelech king. He ruled for three years. Um, he also had seventy sons. Oh, they went and killed the seventy sons of of. Uh, uh, and they had violence done to the 70s. and didn't say they killed them all, but uh, they, 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 uh, they definitely beat them up. Uh, getting into chapter 10, further disobedience and oppression. The people of Israel, chapter uh, verse 6 of chapter 10, the people of Israel again did, was, did what was evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals and the Ashtaroth, the gods of Syria, the gods of Sidon, the gods of Moab, the gods of Ammonites, and the gods of the Philistines. And they forsook the Lord and did not serve him. Now, this is that Ashtaroth. This is not the Asherah that we just heard. This is a different word. And this is actually a goddess, a female representation of that rebelling uh, Elohim. And, um, you see that it's female in First Kings, a reference. If you want to write that down, First Kings 11:33, same reference. Just one name given. Uh, it, this is this is plural Baal and Ashtaroth, so it uses the the god Elohim. It uses a plural gods and of Syria, and so it used a generic term. And then the Ashtaroth in First Kings is singular, and it says goddess. So it's a female version of that. Of that term, so we understand that there is this gender thing, gender distinction, male and female, even within the rebelling uh, Elohim, and uh, whether this is uh, just to um, draw both men and women, uh, anybody's anybody's guess, but that makes good sense. Um, People of Israel cried out to the Lord. This is uh, 10.10. uh, We have sinned against you because we have forsaken our God and have served the Baals. And the Lord said to the people of Israel, did I not save you from the Egyptians and from the Amorites and from the Ammonites and from the Philistines and the Sidonians also and the Amalekites and the the Monites, uh, Maonites?" And the, the Mayanites—I don't know—did they invent mayonnaise? I don't, I don't know. No, that's the one. That's the one we want. Yeah, I don't think they invented mayonnaise. And so the people of Israel uh, said to the Lord, "We have sinned. Do to us whatever seems good to you. Only please deliver us this day." So they got themselves in deep, and that's what sin does, and that's what chasing after. The gods who draw you to your own uh, lusts and desires, that's what it does. It gets you in so deep that you're in despair and you don't know what to do. Then we get to 11. And again, uh, we have another god mentioned here, another small g god, another Elohim, rebelling Elohim. Will you not possess what Shemoth, your Elohim, gives you to possess? And all the Lord, our God, has dispossessed before us will we will possess so uh th- it just shows that that God making those choices and dispossessing these other people and uh possessing the people of god and uh uh Jephth- it comes with jephtha uh makes a makes a vow makes a mistake and um we come into uh, uh, the um, Bethlehem, a mentioning of Bethlehem here. Um, uh, Ibzan of Bethlehem, uh, he becomes a judge for seven years in Israel, um, and a bad on his son Hillel, uh, of Hillel, the 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 region. And he had 40 sons and 30 grandsons and rode on 70 donkeys. I don't know how he did that, but he, uh, he rode on 70 donkeys and he judged Israel, uh, Eight years And so uh, we're in the era of judges The next judge coming up next week Will be Samson And so we'll start talking about that Next week But we are so glad that you are here How did we do? Yeah, we're, we're under 30 minutes, we're doing good So uh, uh, we're glad you joined us That's Old Testament Thursday This is the 17th of August Episode, I don't know what episode is it 65? Episode 65? I think that's what it is i could be wrong i lose count <laughs> and so we will uh see you tomorrow new testament friday tomorrow i need some i need some applause i like doing it this way better there we go we got music and applause we'll see you tomorrow